Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today on the show, Colin O'Brien returns. He was on episode seven of Rich Conversations, and that was back in fall 2019. So here we are two years later, and it's an awesome conversation. I'm so excited to share this with you, and I'm so proud to call Colin my friend, just an awesome human being. And in this episode, we talk about touring with Neil Francis. He's going to be actually at the Pritzker Pavilion tomorrow. This is uh, Thursday, September 9th. And um, we talk touring, playing Red Rocks. We talk about breathing techniques and his routine before he goes on stage. Uh, we talk about working at Lincoln Station and just so much in between. It's an awesome experience to, to chat with Colin. Every time we get together, we have like deep conversations. And I love that. I love Colin. And um, you can follow him at Colin Drums. Let's begin. Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today, I'm so excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest, uh, a wonderful human being, Colin O'Brien. Welcome back to the show. Wow, Rich, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Wow. It's nice to see the progression of, uh, of the podcast and the, and the show. You know? Yeah, what do, you think? what do you think of our production we have now? Man, production has just really, really gone up tenfold. Not that it was, not that it was uh, lacking before, but now there's video, there's a bunch of cameras, you got, you yeah. got lights. Yeah. I think last time we just went to Bourgeois Pig yeah. down the road and, uh, and yeah, just had a nice chat. Yeah, this was uh, summer 2019, so it's been two years. Wow. It's two years and we were, we went to Bourgeois Pig, and then we had, there was like uh, jazz music playing really loud in the background, and I used like not the right type of mics, but it, it worked out okay. So I did a bunch of practice episodes with just friends and just, hey, you mind if we just like practice recording? And I was so happy with our podcast, because Colin, Colin is such a great person and a guest and so fun. I was like, I think I reached back out to you. I'm like, hey, what do you think about putting that practice one? Is I real? I loved it. It was a great conversation, and like yeah. I don't like we've been friends for so long. We used yeah. to work here at Lincoln Station together, and yeah, I just felt like so comfortable yeah. chatting with you, and like yeah. like that one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the conversation just like yeah. really unfolded like naturally and kind of kind of got deep. You know, it was cool. Yeah, you went deep. Yeah, Colin went deep. <laughs> I went deep on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would say a lot has happened in two years since the last time we spoke. You could say that again. <laughs> I think a lot has happened since the last <laughs> two years since we met up. Um, where to begin? It's like, one of, the, one of the big things I thought about during COVID and everything, among other things, was... Colin, when you came on the podcast, your dream was to play music and travel outside of the country. And you were scheduled to do that. You were scheduled to do that the summer of 2020 and, and realize this dream that he's had for so long because he's been grinding and grinding. Um, and then that happened and I was just like so bummed for you because because I knew how much that, that meant to you and how you were looking forward to it. And, uh, and now you're, you're back right on track though. We're, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have uh, a European tour in the books again and uh, a festival date in Mexico now for 2022. I should start this off by saying, so Colin is the drummer in the Neil Francis band. Uh, Neil came on episode 92. We went over to his place and uh, it was so much fun and Neil's got a new record coming out this fall. He's got a new single out and just doing awesome things and Colin is, is drumming with him <laughs> and it's, it's so much fun. It's so great to see it and this episode will come out right before you're playing 
at the Pritzker Pavilion. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. And I'll be there. If anybody wants to come, hit me up. We'll have a great time. Yeah, it's a free show. Bring some wine and cheese in the park. Yeah. Great. I did not know this, but you can bring a cooler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can could, you could go hard out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And you're touring. Huh? So you're, you're back to touring. We are back to touring, yeah. It was... Um, it was pretty wild riding the pandemic out and stuff. And then kind of when shows were back on, like for us, uh, it kind of just went zero to 60, like really fast. Um, we had the opportunity to open for the Revivalists at, at Red Rocks for, for two nights, which if that would have happened in 2020 on the original date, it would have only been one night. Uh, okay. So... That was sort of like a little blessing, like, you know, get to play one of the best venues in America <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a, a bad thing. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we've just had some really great opportunities kind of coming out of the pandemic, and I'm really proud of the band and our manager, Brendan, and our whole team for kind of just like keeping our head up throughout all the wild stuff that you know that the COVID era yeah. brought on but um, yeah I, th I think it was a good lesson for all of us to just like you know roll with the punches and you know keep you know keep your head above water and yeah. keep pushing yes yeah, so I know um, I talked to Neil about it and he he had been in like just touring mode live mode and watching Neil play live is is a great experience. It's so energetic and filled with so much like hope and, and energy. And um, he had a shift to recording, so then his whole space became like a recording setup. And he brought in these old machines, and mm -hmm. uh, other members in the band are all putting their heads together to figure out how they're going to record and everything. What uh, what what also have you been doing during that time? So. Yeah, recording this last record was uh, was a really amazing experience. Um, I guess I should start like when when the pandemic kind of hit, or when the quarantine for like the whole nation started. Yeah. Uh, we were on the road, and we were in Seattle, so we were supposed to do like a radio, uh, like a filmed tape radio yeah. session uh, the next morning, and we woke up and like that was canceled and then everything else was canceled. So we were like starting to drive home and at the time I was living in Denver um, and we didn't really know what was gonna happen because yeah. no one knew what was no. gonna happen. We didn't know if like it was gonna be two weeks of shows canceled or two months or, yeah, we had no idea. So we were actually like coming up to the split on the highway to, to go back to Denver and take me home, and then the rest of the band was gonna go back to Chicago. Uh, and all morning I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still paying rent at this place in Denver, like I should, I should go live there if we're not gonna be playing shows and stuff. And that morning it kinda dawned on me, I was like, I don't know how, how long this is gonna go on for, and like if I split up with you guys, like when's the next time we're gonna be able to practice or, wow, or yeah. do anything so like literally like at the fork in the road I was just like you know what like screw it I'll go back to Chicago and like yeah you know buddy. and uh and Neil was Neil was super gracious and kind enough to let me move move in with him and at the time Rich as you know you, you went to the you went to the church but uh church. yeah so Neil was living in in a church out in like Belmont Cragen um, that he used to play church organ for and uh, they let him move into like the parsonage uh, so both Neil and Lil who owned the church were nice enough to let me like move in to like one of the extra rooms there and uh, like ride the pandemic out there which yeah. was pretty incredible but um, we also had the opportunity to like build the studio uh, essentially, like not not entirely from scratch. Uh, our friend Mike Novak brought like his whole studio rig over, uh, which he usually keeps at Chicago Electric Piano Company. 
um, and then Neil and and the band bought two different tape machines. So just over time, we like amassed all this, all this gear, yeah. all this like old analog music yeah, gear, yeah. like just like shit from like the sorry, I don't mean to swear, um, stuff from like the like the '60s and '70s and everything. And yeah, we built this analog studio and um, and just like had all this time to like write and record and mix and like yeah. and yeah how would you about? describe neil's music to listeners man uh it like like lyrically his music comes from like a very genuine place that's like deep inside like mm -hmm. like he, he doesn't have many like throwaway lyrics at all like yeah. a lot of a lot of his stuff really like resonates with either things that he's been through or topics that he um, you know can really speak truthfully from and then musically uh, like on this record it really spans a lot of different genres like it, it's it's going in between like New Orleans funk from the 70s to like more like like I don't know like uh, like Hall and Oates almost inspired stuff to yeah. like to like Pink Floyd inspired stuff but definitely like definitely based in like a in like a like rock and funk sort of like stew <laughs> yeah yeah um, he mentioned he had mentioned that he was going in, the music wasn't exactly going to be the same as the last album, so I was really excited to to kind of hear the directions going in, but what really tipped me off, tipped, not ticked, was <laughs> the artwork yeah. for the single, the artwork on the website. I love this artwork. Who, who made this artwork? His name's, uh, and I'm going to butcher his last name, I'm so sorry, it's uh, Raul Urize. Okay. And um, we're, uh, or Neil and, and the band, uh, we have a good relationship with the guys at Dark Matter Coffee. Okay. Um, and Raul does all the art for all the like Dark Matter cans does and stuff. Does he really? Yeah. Um, Interesting. And that was like a long process of, of getting, getting in touch with him and like getting the artwork created. Uh, we were working through. It's awesome. This artwork is so awesome. It's super cool. Yeah, it's it's like Neil's face, and there's like elements of the church that, you know, that we were living in and recorded the record in, like interspersed. It's, like it's, it's like it's like, like a, it's like a stained glass like drawing. It's cool. It's like pop art meets Frank Lloyd Wright meets Neil Francis. This is so yeah. cool. Which I think is like perfect for for Neil because like. Neil originally went to college uh, to be an architect. Yeah, you know he's he's super into architecture. We even have the blueprints uh, of of the church we were living in. We like yeah. we'd, we'd spend hours like looking just studying the blueprints. Yeah, super cool. Um, but yeah, Raul really really knocked it out of the park there. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. You mentioned Red Rocks. Yes. You, I know you have a story about Red Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So uh, uh, on the second night that we played Red Rocks, um, my my amazing mother and and brother uh, came out. My my dad unfortunately couldn't make it. He had he had work obligations. Um, but yeah, my mom and brother came out and as I was playing, I had I didn't see them at all before the show and I wasn't sure I'd be able to like see them from the stage or anything but I get out on stage and I look up and like they're like the first people I see and they're like right next to the soundboard and so it's, how, how far away is this uh so Red Rocks is like it's pretty steep I guess so like okay. it wasn't as far as I thought it'd be <laughs> like I could was I that could, the first time you were at Red Rocks uh I had seen shows I had before? seen one show there in like 2017 okay. and then I had gone there like another time in Colorado, but when there wasn't a concert, you can go and like hike yeah. up the stairs and just like kind of like experience yeah. like the, the space. But that was definitely my first time 
playing there. So okay, so it's a steep venue. Yeah, yeah. So it's all these like big steps, um, you know, big amphitheater steps that go up, and uh, so it's weird. It's like the people in the front row don't seem that much farther back than the people in like the tenth row. Oh wow. A little bit, and then obviously like you know, it you know as as the crowd goes up, people get a little smaller. But yeah. in any case, I could see my mom and brother very clearly. I could see where they were. And uh, so we play, we play the second show, and I like get off stage, and I, you know, take a sip of water, and kind of like wipe the sweat off my face, <laughs> and uh, and I like run around the back of the stage to try to go meet them in the crowd, yeah. and uh, I go up to like the row that I think that they're that I thought they were in, and I go to the place where I like swear they were just sitting, and and they're gone, and I'm still in like my like show outfit like I, i'd stick out like a sore thumb and it, it's it, you know it's kind of cool people are like hey like great show like loved your drumming and i'm like thank you you know i'm getting some compliments yeah. it feels good oh mr rockstar now. yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm like just looking for my mom really uh all of a sudden someone like grabs my shoulders from like from, like behind me and they like spin me around and they like pull my face like really close to theirs and it's it's this like older woman who's definitely had a couple drinks and like a hundred cigarettes that day <laughs> and <laughs> she's wearing this big white cowboy hat and just in the most gravelly voice she's like you know what I love about you you're always smiling <laughs> and I was like thanks where's my mom <laughs> It was it was a pretty great moment, but oh, uh, but aside from that, it was it was a really really great experience, you know, to, to play there and have have some family and friends out to support, and uh, you know, for for all of us in the band too, um, like the I think both nights, but you know, more prominently, I guess the the first night we played, it was like Neil played this like Bach piece. Uh, at the top of the show, he just like opened the show with this like Bach piece, and I, I don't remember which one it was exactly, but it's beautiful. And then at the end of it, he goes into like the first song, and the moment like the whole band like smashed in all together, like we like hit the first hit, and all of our eyes just like we all just like looked at each other. We were like, "What is going on right now? Like, where are we? Like, how did we get here?" Wow. It was just this like really cool moment. Where was that at? That was at Red Rocks. Red Rocks. That, yeah, that was like uh, the first night. So it's almost like it's like the opening of a movie in a way. Where I haven't seen a lot of movies as, as you guys probably know, but <laughs> I imagine that's like the opening shot, and then it goes back and it follows each of your individual stories Whoa. and just the grind of just playing and getting better and better and better and all the things you have to do to get there and, and just it's got to be a special moment it was definitely um yeah yeah it was weird like that whole day sort of like leading up to that first red rock show it was like you know it was like it was it was like pretty emotional you know yeah. i like i think we were all kind of thinking about all of our all of our like individual like successes and failures in, in music and you know there was like a period of time that day where I was just thinking about all the dumb mistakes that I've made in my life <laughs> and how I thought each time like that was that was it and I like yeah. wasn't gonna go anywhere or do anything with music and yeah. you know I was like kind of like barking up the wrong tree career-wise or something yeah and um, yeah, and then kind of hitting in that first note, it was like, wow, it was all like at least worth something, like to, yeah. to get to this point, you know? Yeah, and you'll never forget that moment in your life. No, no, definitely. Wow. So, would you say Red Rocks is, is like the biggest, most monumental venue you've played at? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thus, thus far, absolutely. Um, we did just 
play the Mission Ballroom in Denver as well, which is a new indoor venue. Um, we opened for the Black Pumas there, and like those shows were were really wild too. And I'm not sure, how, you know, crowd-wise, who, you know, which crowd was bigger. That 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 doesn't really like concern me as much as like how the show felt and like sort of like the feeling and energy like you know in the room and everything um but yeah those those shows at mission ballroom felt felt really good too so then what's what's next on the hit list of venues oh man uh that you're like (laughs) um i don't know like whatever whatever comes our way you know like i it's pretty yeah it's it's pretty weird kind of like thinking about those like big shows sort of after the fact yeah um you know i i kind of thought like you'd play red rocks and be like oh i can die happy i I played red (laughs) rocks and like now it's like wow cool like we did that like all right like what else are we gonna do let's let's just let's see what's around the corner you know like yeah yeah, you know um and yeah also like since we've played red rocks we've played shows in tiny little bars and in yeah. in like little small towns all over all over the country and like some of those shows have felt amazing you know yeah. with like not even a packed crowd like maybe yeah. a, a small crowd but when everyone's really into it it's like the energy in like some of those shows like yeah. are incredible too so it's it's i don't know i feel like we're in a place where we're not um, you know, we're not we're not getting bummed out if like if the room isn't full each night. It's like it's still so much about the experience of, of playing the music, yeah. and and less about where or like or what it looks like there. You know. So so then the Pritzker Pavilion coming up. What what does that mean to you? That's okay. So wow, yeah, I totally forgot that was next week. <laughs> um, the Pritzker Pavilion is, it's a bucket list venue that I, it like, that wasn't even ever a thought to be on my bucket list because I, yeah. it was never in my realm of thinking that I, you know, would be in a project that was, that was playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be, it's going to be really special uh, for me and the band and, and all of us, like, like, I don't know. When I first moved to Chicago, that was one of the first places I saw music. I went and saw like I think some orchestra play, and then like the next night I went back. I was at Columbia College, so I was living downtown, and I, I went back and saw like Andrew Bird play there, and like it just like blew my mind, like being in that setting in the middle of downtown Chicago, and it's just yeah. like you're sitting on the grass, and it's so beautiful and like yeah. peaceful, like. Yeah, I had never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'd, I'd be on that stage. So okay. that's gonna be that's gonna be a big one for us. Okay, so I'm gonna pull up the tour. Yeah. So we have coming up. He's got dates booked all the way to August 2022. <laughs> We're gonna be busy. All right. <laughs> all right. So we have. Milwaukee Summerfest. That's a that's a good one. I like that one. Oh yeah. Um, okay, you're in New York City, Philly, Brooklyn, Nashville, Baltimore, Charlotte, Evansville, Memphis, Madison, Grand Rapids, Raleigh, Greensboro, Atlanta, Atlanta, two different spots. Charleston, Wilmington, Asheville. Uh, San Francisco, Detroit, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Louisville, Indianapolis, Austin, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle. <laughs> Minnie, man, you're going to be a busy guy. Uh, Minneapolis. We are getting in that van. What's, Q, what's Okay, now we're getting into international. What does QR stand for? QR. That, like, cutter? Where is that? Can I... Uh, Wilco's Sky Blue Sky. Oh, okay. So Sky, Wilco's Sky Blue Sky Festival is in, I think it's called like Quinta Rue. It's in Mexico. Okay, Mexico. Uh, um, so yeah, Wilco's doing this like, I think three or four day festival at Riviera Maya. 
which is maybe like an hour and a half north of Tulum. Okay. And we're just we're so excited to play that. I, I think I think we're the only other like Chicago act on that bill, and definitely like first international show and in Mexico with with Wilco, who's just one of my favorite like one of the most incredible bands ever like <laughs> so then six days from then you play in london yep <laughs> yeah so yeah we're going to mexico gonna get real sunburnt uh probably fall a lot trying to go surfing i don't know if yeah. they're surfing there but uh and then yeah we and then we fly to london and then start our european tour um and that's gonna be pretty jam-packed. I, I like. You're I, gonna be so cultured by the time you come back. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope we have time. To the I, Netherlands I and uh, yeah, yeah, because you're still working. Yeah, it is work. Yeah, I hope we have time to to take take some of the scenery in. What's but... GE stand for? GE. Is that uh, what's the what's the term? Mer Merlin Nimjin. That's all. Oh, that's gotta be like Scandinavian or something. Maybe that might be Nijemigin. I should know our schedule NL? better. Well, this, NL this, this will is be like January next year. Yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. Netherlands. I, I think we're doing some stuff in ZH. Uh, yeah, we're going to like DE. DE looks like uh, Denmark. I think. No, I think it's Germany. Yeah. Berlin. Hamburg. No. Oh, Paris. Yeah. Paris. Paris. Then and some other spots. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. I mean, that's that was that was the dream that we that we talked yeah. about in the last podcast we did. Um, yeah, I'm like super grateful that we have this opportunity, and um, you know, like our our booking agent uh, Josh set us up with like. A, European like tour manager so you know he's gonna help us get around and navigate and translate and everything so yeah. you know it feels like we'll be in good hands and uh, I'm just I'm just getting in the van man I just gotta get in the van on time and you know <laughs> Yeah, it's so cool to see. Well, I, I've known you personally for such a long time. I'm just, yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing it. <laughs> Man, you're so doing it to too. Like, what what episode of this podcast are you on? You're on like 100, 100 uh, this and. This would be like, probably like in the 140s. That's insane. Yeah. And you've like published multiple books now, like, man, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Cheers to us. <laughs> Cheers to us. <laughs> Cheers to Lincoln Station for allowing us to uh, yes. to meet and work and make a living and- uh, and, and record this episode and, here. Yeah, and record this episode. What, something I'm thinking about is like, recording a series or something about the oral history of Lincoln Station. Mm. Because people will come in bartending on the weekends and guys that are like in their 50s will swing by and talk about this spot 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. Oh yeah. And there's so many people that have, have come through and, and so many people have built and created cherished memories here. What do you remember about working here? Oh my gosh. Uh, I remember like <laughs> so much. <laughs> There's so much to unpack there. Um, I just remember like coming in. Well, I remember like my interview, which was with Kelly Miller, okay, which was like just hilarious. Like you know, our friend Alex Vasili, who I'm wearing this shirt right now. Yeah. Who's also on on the on the podcast? He's also on the pod. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, he kind of like he he was like my reference for for getting in here. And okay, I came in and chatted with Kelly, and she was like, "So like, Alex said you're you know, 
Alex said you'll you'll be good at this, so like you, you kind of already got the job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. She's like, let me just tell you about it, and I was like, all right, cool. She's like, all right, yeah. like start tomorrow. So I come in, I work, and I'm like learning the ropes. I'm like really kind of nervous, trying to do everything right, and everyone's kind of like messing with me a little bit, but like in a fun way. And uh, you know, they teach me how to like close everything up here and. I was just like the door guy, so you know, I'm taking the trash out, wiping the tables, putting the chairs up and stuff. I like finish all my duties and um and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm you know, waiting to get paid and stuff, so they, they pay me and uh I start walking out and Kelly's like, yo, where are you going? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, oh no, we're we're hanging. And like everyone who worked that night, we just like hung out here after the bar was closed and had so much fun yeah. and it just started like such a great work relationship and friendships with like everyone here and that kind of like grew into like the relationships of all the regulars and like all the patrons and all the all the former uh, you know the former employees who would come in and stuff and I don't know this place just like really welcomed me with with open arms and um, yeah, it was goddamn best job I've ever had outside of playing drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people say that. What, uh, what shifts in particular do you uh, remember most? Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Um, definitely the Cubs World Series was insane. I had, like, just started... Wait, so were you... What were you doing that night? I had, like, just started serving, like, I think a week before... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. oh, I was just God. like so underwater, like every single night of the Cubs World Series. But because Al Alex and I were trying to piece this together on the pod, yeah, it's like who who was all working? You and I were bartending. I know Sammy was serving. Sammy was serving. I was serving. I think Jen and Kelly. I know. I know. I, I think Kelly was managing, but she was serving because uh, it was so busy. It was so busy. Um, yeah, it was, that was like, that was like trial by fire, like, can, yeah. can you serve? And yeah. some nights I was like, I don't know if I can, and other nights it was like, I got this, you know, but, uh, that was epic. Also all the, the taste of Lincoln Avenues. Oh yeah. Where just like, everyone on, you know, all the employees are working at once. It's just like a big party, but, but everyone's like really getting everything done, yeah. you know, which was really cool. Like. I don't know, I think one of the things I love most about this place is, um, you know, when all the, when everyone working can have a blast and can joke around and like have inside jokes, but everyone's like on their game and yeah. like running around and like really getting everything done and like, you know, like not sacrificing any, any service quality to like, yeah. to the customers and almost like making it more fun for the customers because yeah. they're like, Man, everyone who works here is like really good friends, you know? Yeah, like, what I've experienced, like, the, the culture built here is so impactful. And I think that's how, like, a local bar is able to stay in business as long as this place has. Yeah. Because of the culture that it builds and it, it creates. And people that become part of that culture, you know. It, it rubs off not only on the staff, but everybody else. Yeah, the, totally. There. Yeah, it's just, it's inviting, you know? Um, and, you know, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I know, I, I get a vibe of, the, of a place, you know, pretty quick when I, when I go to, like, bars or restaurants and yeah. stuff. And, like, you know, sometimes you go in somewhere and, like, even if the food and drinks are great, like, kind of just, like, a stiff or, like, cold... Yeah vibe or like you know it seems like the employees are kind of like forcing like like almost acting like they're friends but you like you know they're not and then like i don't know like i feel like you can walk in lincoln station on any given night of the week and like sit down at the bar and not know anyone and like more often than not spark up a conversation yeah. with either someone working or someone you're sitting next to and like you know like it, it just makes you want to come back because yeah. you're like you're like, wow, like, I felt like I did have a place there, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the word cheers gets brought up. 
Yeah, definitely. This is <laughs> this is definitely the <laughs> this is definitely my Cheers bar in Chicago, and I hope it's yeah. everyone else's too. Yeah, it's fun. Um, what life skills would you say you took away from learning, or took away by working at Lincoln Station? Honestly, so many. Like, I man, it like really gave me a good positive sense of like work ethic. Um, and before I was working at Lincoln Station, I was. I was like teaching drum lessons and like I didn't go to college to to like learn how to teach or and I never like really like read music that well so I was teaching drum lessons at like you know like people's music school in Chicago and at School of Rock but I can't say I was like the best teacher <laughs> or like really knew like a lot of it I like I, I like up here like I knew what yeah. was going on but I don't know if I could really like teach that well to someone without like writing it out or without writing it out correctly <laughs> um, and then I was just playing in a bunch of bands and just scraping by you know I was picking up any gig I could take and uh, yeah, you were playing a lot of gigs. I was playing a ton of gigs I just like I was a yes man like someone yeah. would ask me to play something I was just like yeah I'll do that and then I'd run into like double booking myself a lot and stuff yeah. Um, so I guess, I don't know, like the work ethic was there, but when I came to Lincoln Station, like that sort of changed as, as opposed of like individual work ethic to like, hey, like this, this whole night's gonna go really smooth if like, if we're all kind of like eyes up, you know, on the same page, like working together and, um, I'm working hard, you know, like I'm really grateful for, you know, the, uh, for working with Pat Collins, you know, he, yeah. he was kind of a, a no BS, uh, manager and he, he would tell you like it is. And like, I'm, I'm grateful for the mistakes that I made, yeah. uh, working for Pat and I'm grateful for how he told me how I messed up. And you know, it, it really did like, it, it allowed me to, to grow and like not, not take any of any of like the constructive criticisms like as like slights on me but as as opportunities to like to grow from them yeah. um that's awesome yeah no it's just all all good things here yeah, yeah. <laughs> positive vibes only yeah uh what's something you're curious about recently wow man i've been i'm doing a lot of uh sort of introspective um i've been doing a lot of like in introspective practices lately like okay. um i kind of like realized pretty quickly coming out of the pandemic and like jumping right into like live shows that um that it, it would probably be in my best interest to like to like have an outlet to like talk or vent or process uh you know things and events with you know like so so i ended up getting the therapist and it was like the best decision ever um and yeah he's he's super great and you know he used to play live music as well so he kind of like knows what it's like to tour a bit um but then, so yeah, that's been a really great tool to have. I've started journaling for like the first time in okay. my entire life, and I've been really falling in love with that, like having that time just like journaling my thoughts out. But I think something that I've been curious about and started to like uh, explore okay. is the last time we were out in Denver, uh, one of my really good friends, Maddie, uh, had started teaching diaphragmic, I don't know if I'm saying that right, diaphragmic breath work. Okay. Um, and I had like heard things about like these like breath work techniques and I reached out to her about it and did a, did a breath work session with her. And it was, it was like totally unexpected and totally amazing. It really, really blew my mind. It was just like, you know, kind of like controlled 
deep breaths using your diaphragm, like in so your diaphragm is here. It's in your stomach. Yeah. Your, okay. So like you breathe in through your nose and your stomach and then you pull it up to your chest and then you like breathe out through your mouth and you're like laying on your back and okay. you just kind of do that over and over again. And it like really like had this, like, it was crazy. Like, I had this like. Well, describe these effects. What? What? Uh, so I, I had everybody this. Everybody wants to know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, uh, I, and a lot of people have this sort of like, uh, you know, experience with it. But I had this like huge emotional sort of like release, and like it happened. It was really weird. I'm, I'm like breathing, and I'm like lying on my back on the ground. And Maddie's sort of like keeping like the pace of like my breaths and everything uh, of like when I should be breathing in and out. And all of a sudden, like my whole body started like tingling, like like really? all my nerve. You know, you know, like how your leg feels like when it falls asleep. Yeah. Like I started feeling like that, like static almost, like all over my entire body. And then this is also common and. Uh, I was I was in no danger, <laughs> uh, but then my hands like kind of like clawed up, and like all my muscles started to like seize up. And this is like purely from breathing, breathing, just oxygen. Um, all my muscles started to like seize up, and like my jaw started seizing up, and and I'm like breathing, and it's like kind of getting like hard to breathe, and it was like all this energy was getting like built up like in my stomach basically and and on like one of the exhales I just started like basically like screaming you know and then I started like crying and then it was like every exhale was just like releasing all of this like really like pent up stuff that I didn't even know was in there and like I kind of like rode you know you, you can kind of like breathe like okay do the breaths like faster or more intensely and kind of like get up to that place and then slow it down if it kind of gets intense. So I kind of like rode that wave like, like four times or whatever. And by the end, like I wasn't, I wasn't like crying anymore. And it's not like I was like sad about anything. It was like, it was just like coming out and it felt amazing. And by the end I was like laughing hysterically. And she did this like little like, guided meditation at the end to kind of like debrief from it and then I sat up and she has this like adorable little dog named Penny who just like jumped in my lap and uh, it was it was a wild experience how long did this last this was like 45 minutes 45 so you're breathing for like 40-ish minutes yeah yeah wow. like very like intentional like breathing um, and I, it was it was wild man it was, like honestly like you know, people do like psychedelic drugs to like feel like a, you know, something close to that. It was very, very strange and kind of unexpected to like get to this like really wild emotional like place where you could release things just by like breathing. Just breathing. Yeah. And I, le and I left that day and like she was like drink a bunch of water, you know, like, you know, and I left that day, that was the night we played the Mission Ballroom, and I just felt like light on my feet, like really? I felt like I had like really like gotten rid of a lot of like emotional baggage that I was either... So is this like, does this uh, process, is it for emotions to get out or like uh, body toxins or... I think, it, I think it's more like... I think it's more emotional. Um, so it's like a concentration. Yeah. In like, but it. But the weird part about it is that like, you're kind of not in control of like what it's gonna like bring up or anything. You're you're basically what you're doing is you're you're just like pumping your system full of oxygen. You're doing like fast exhales out and like slow inhales in. So you're kind of just stacking oxygen in your system like steadily and uh, okay. and all of a sudden like like you know your mind and and everything it kind of just like turns on autopilot and like you're kind of just like in for the ride 
And, uh, yeah, it's like I, I, you know, I've been, like, journaling about the experience and everything. Um, tell me if I'm going long, too. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've been, like, journaling about the experience and, like, starting to piece together, like, maybe, like, what some of the things I was feeling, like, like kind of, like, where they came from and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really wild. That's so wild. It's just from breathing. Just from breathing. Yeah. So how does someone figure out how to do that and that uh, it does that? Um, it's, it's actually, like, a pretty ancient practice, I think. I, I don't know much of the history about what's it. it. What's it called? Uh, diaphragmic breathwork. So breathing with your with your diaphragm. Um, but my friend Maddie went and got like teacher training and um, has been studying it for a super long time. And she, she actually used to work for the Mission Ballroom, and okay. now is just like doing these like breathwork sessions like full time. Wow. So like she's like. So then later that day you performed. Yeah, and, and you say your performance was. It was better than it was your average, or I think so. I like I at least in terms of how I felt on stage. Like I was like so clear-headed. It was insane. Like I had like no like mental cloudiness for like the rest of the day, and it was it was really wild. And we, we took the stage, and uh, I think it was the first show, I think, that I can remember that I've ever played with, like, almost no tension in my whole body. Like, like I wasn't over-gripping the sticks, my shoulders weren't, like, up like this, like, I wasn't clenching my jaw. I was, like, fully relaxed and, like, sitting up straight and playing, and the music was just, like, flowing, and it felt <laughs> amazing. And, like, we all got off stage, and we were just, like, man that was that was really fun you know like um so yeah i've actually maddie reached out um you know to check in like a week or two later and i was like i was like do you have any like little breath work exercises i can do like before i play and yeah she gave me some some exercises not as intense as that yeah. but I, i've worked that into like my pre-show routine so like wow. i like breathe for a little bit well, first I like jump rope and then I warm up with the sticks a little bit and then I do this breathing stuff and then I meditate and then I play. You jump rope? Yeah. Cuz it gets the it gets your blood flowing. Okay. And then you do breath work and then what you say? Then you meditate? I uh I jump rope for like 5 to 10 minutes. Um, you know, until I'm like kind of got a sweat going a little bit until like the blood's flowing. And then I'll like warm up, uh, you know, so do some like warm ups with the drumsticks. And then I'll do this this breathing for like, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and then I'll meditate for like five or 10 minutes. Wow, so there's a whole process that goes into your performance beforehand. Yeah. What kind of meditation? Uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's any specific kind of meditation, but. Well, is it the ones you shared with me, like, huh? a few years ago? Oh, like the Sam Harris yeah. stuff? That stuff is great. And sometimes I will use, like, one of those Sam Harris, like, 10-minute guided yeah. uh, meditations. But other times, I'll just throw a timer on, and I'll just, oh, like, okay. sit and, like, only focus on, like, you know, slow inhale and slow exhale, and just like try to like clear my head. So that whole routine, yeah. like each step has a purpose. So like jumping rope gets your circulation going and your your blood, uh, your, you know, your circulation will, um, it'll carry like your like brain synapses to, really? you know, to like your hands and feet and stuff. So I wanna get the blood flowing uh, so that so that there's quick reaction between what I'm thinking and what my hands are doing. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And science. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then I'll, and then I'll warm up, so then like I'm getting you know, used to like how the stick feels in my hand and like the rebound and everything. And my you know, circulation's up, so like I'm feeling all that. 
And then I'll do the breathing, which will kind of like calm me down or kind of align the brain with the body. Okay. And then I'll meditate, which will try to clear the brain so I can be more present. Yeah, explain the difference between the breathing and the meditation. Like what's the difference between the two? So the, the breathing, I'm like on my back. Um, and it's, it's sort of the same sort of breath that I, that I did in, in the whole breathwork session, but a lot slower. Um, so I'm doing that to kind of like align, align like my thoughts or, you know, like what I'm kind of like the brain with the body. Yeah. So that's like pulling everything, like all of these things are, are meant to just like pull everything together and like put you in the present. So. So the breathing's helping, helping like my thoughts align with with what my body can do physically, if that makes sense. And then, and then the meditation, I'm like sitting up, eyes closed, and that's just to like clear any mental clutter out yeah. that's that's left. So. Ideally, when, when I hit the stage, I'm like fully present and aware of what's going on and can react to any cues from Neil or, you know, something cool that Kellen does in his guitar solo or that sick bass riff that Mike did. And we can just like roll with that. And it's not like, I'm not thinking about what happened in the last song. I'm not thinking about that so transition like coming up. And being in the moment as a musician is crucial to peak performance for yeah i think so at least at least for me i i find i play the best and kind of get the most out of the experience of, of playing the show if uh if i'm just like right in every moment and not like wow. thinking about how i messed up that song yeah. or how i might mess this up it's like no it'll just like just be there you know yeah. That's See? awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, well, why don't we end on that note? All right, it's such cool. a, a great thing to talk about. And even practice. Um, and I know you said, said I don't, it doesn't make sense. Or, if it works, it works. And a lot of times, the stuff you're saying is similar to stuff I've done. And you just it's hard to explain. Right. Until you experience it. And so you can't, it's hard to describe to people without them having experienced it. Yeah, totally. And I think it looks different for everyone else too. And I'm always tweaking and like workshopping this, this little pre-show ritual yeah. and like finding something that works better or something that doesn't work, you know, if something doesn't work that well, you know, yeah. just work around it and figure something else. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've talked a lot about all that stuff. Well, this, is, this has been so great having you on. It's. Always a pleasure seeing you, talking with you. It always brightens my day. Likewise, uh, man. So awesome. Likewise, man. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Best of luck with everything, and uh, let's you know, I'll pop in next time we're working. We'll uh, yeah, keep on rocking. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, much love, Rich. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Colin at Colin Drums for the rest of the day. Fill your ears with great music.